Hi everyone, this is Patrick. I'm here with a quick content note about this week's episode. This episode was recorded on Saturday, May 23rd, when a show about getting away with murder was a silly, campy, light-hearted thing. And editing this on Friday the 29th, that no longer feels like the case. So I want to let you know that if you are not up for that, I don't blame you. I kind of felt icky editing this because there are a lot of lighthearted jokes about murder and stuff that now feel distasteful. But rather than not releasing an episode, we want to give you advance notice that this may be a little too topical this week. And if you need to skip it, do whatever you need to do. We're here because we want to be helpful and fun and a nice distraction and not a reminder of how shitty everything is. So we ask that if you're able, please support funds like the Minnesota Freedom Fund or the Louisville Bail Fund and your local Black Lives Matter organization, and we'll have more fun down the road. Love you. Stay safe. Man, that bear is a dick! and welcome to our Weeb There Yet, an exploration in education and anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime season 2, episode 23 of Lizzie McGuire. You know, the murder mystery one. Oh! Yeah. Does someone get <laughs> murdered in Lizzie McGuire? That is the only pop culture example of a murder trial that has ever been. That was the only one. I feel like like we should have seen that more. (laughs) Well, you know, it's referenced so much in classic cinema and of all the artistic studies done in colleges and stuff. We get tired of it. It just becomes the norm at this point. Yeah, it's like, of course, every show is going to have a Lizzie McGuire arc. Uh, Everyone's a Gordo. Someone's the Miranda, but she's not Tag in that yourself. episode. I'm uh I don't know what I would be. I haven't watched Lizzie McGuire in a really long time. I think the dad's name was Sam. I'd probably be him, because he's the one that's murdered, and then he goes oh. off and watches TV for the rest of the episode. He's I'm the young. mom then. I forgot <laughs> I forgot parents were an option. Joe? <laughs> She you called my bluff. I don't have an encyclopedia knowledge of Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> I'm finding out I have way too much information about Lizzie McGuire. I didn't know You've I gotten me to this. admit. <laughs> Fake fan. Fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> Boo this man. Oh, wow. I remember by far too much about that show. That I, I can tell you <laughs> anything about the Lizzie McGuire movie, but the show, not so much. Not so much. Oh, All I know is Alex Bornstein. That's about it. <laughs> oh, God. What? Why are we here? What's happening? Huh? Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's happening? Where am I? <laughs> I shrugged for a second. What, uh, the I woke up head. locked in this uh, uh, studio. So what, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, well, I could tell you. Uh, this week, I've decided that we're going to watch Danganronpa. Ooh. Yes. Mm. It has quite the history. If you'd like me to shed some light on the situation. 
information about something relevant? Amazing. (laughs) Wild, I know. So it started as a video game. Uh, It's called Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc. Mm. Um, And that came out in Japan in 2010. And so before it came out in America in 2014, somebody posted screenshots of the entire game on, like, Reddit, I think. So it was made available to read as, like, a webcomic. And that's how people got into it. And then, like I said, it came out in America in 2014. Uh, uh, Four years later. Yeah. And there are other games. Dedication to screenshot every every (laughs) visual novel. I actually, I read, like, the first, like, chapter, whatever was designated as the first chapter, because people were so into it. But I didn't get super into it at the time. Huh. I'm... Honestly, surprised it's that recent. I thought it would have been earlier than 2010. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, same. This is definitely a, uh, a franchise. Uh, yeah, at the studio, uh, we were dubbing uh, V3, which is, I guess, the third game. I don't know. Yeah, I think sure. so. Japan with numbered sequels. That could be the 40th game. <laughs> <laughs> Who could tell? It's not Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts not that 3 loud. is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. number 10, I believe. <sighs> But, like, I became aware of the show at that time when it was coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is a really cool premise. I, uh, this is fun. And then I learned it was based on a visual novel game. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Why is it not fun anymore? It could still be fun. I'm not super into visual novels because I, I if I'm going to read something, I'll just read something because I can go at my own pace. But if it's a visual novel and it's like, here, we're going to set the beats, we're going to uh, have like little transitions for each line. It's like, eh, I, eh, I don't need a whole production to just read a story. Sure. But what about the smutty ones? Hee hee hee. Yeah. <laughs> Those are That's good. where you get him. It's like, yeah, I could read about smut, but when you see it. It's, <laughs> it's still like half and half because it's, you know, it's a visual novel. There's not much motion. So it's like, Ugh. But, like, listen, you take what you can get when you have bad internet. <laughs> We're revealing too much right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's uh, rein it back in. Let's stop talking about okay, our sure. smut habits. <laughs> back to Lizzie McGuire. Uh, no, yes. that's smut still. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no! Why? <laughs> what? No? Okay. Uh, yeah, I knew about this franchise, um, thus my intro, um, but, like, I've never played any of the games. I know they got like a very devote following to it. Like and yeah. that's why I was surprised it's as recent as twenty ten was the first one. I thought it was just like this could have been like ninety five back on like <laughs> old school like Macintosh computers and like it could have this following. So mm. yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, well there are a lot mm-hmm. of like we said, there are a lot of games for people to get into, so Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. And now it's an anime and we're gonna watch it. Oh boy. We're going to watch the first three episodes, and your punishment for doing this podcast with me, I sentence you to watch this anime! Time for despair. We got ourselves a moida. 
Moida Mysteries. Ooh, we found the body, Mister. What is this voice I'm doing? A body has been discovered. I think that's from the games. Oh yeah, it's like a, sound- a sound clip. There's yeah, it's a sound on TikTok that I hear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> God, do we actually know anything from the actual content itself and not through weird <laughs> references? Yeah, <laughs> this we're gonna watch. This show is uh, we went in with the exact wrong uh, expectations because the internet has just <laughs> memified it so bad. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I know, know more about Junko Inoshima than any of the other characters. Who? I exactly. <laughs> I anyway. Right away, I'll say I don't know a single person's name besides the main character. I, I didn't bother. even try to learn. I just did it based tropes. on their their things, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They're okay. super high school level whatevers. Just want to be sure we're on the same page with that, because I'm not even attempting at names. Yeah. I know some of their names, but definitely not all of them. Um, So, uh, we start off and we see a kid struggling in a chair. He's tied to a chair. And a bear, a black and white bear, is watching him. And then the black and white bear presses a button, and this boy gets launched into space. And this aesthetic is very a uh, witch zone from Madoka Magica. Yeah, I didn't know how to describe it. it. It knowing it was a visual novel though originally, like that makes sense. It feels like mm. where they're two D, but it's got a very wide landscape and stuff, and a very particular style to it. Yeah. Uh, but so he gets launched up and he crashes back down and then the rocket opens again and he's a skeletony. Skeleton boy. Oh man. Got them space bones. So rip to that kid, whoever that was. (laughs) Um, and then we see Hope's Peak High School. It's a high school for highly skilled kids and kids from like all different fields, like models, idols, baseball players, all kinds of kids. If you're the best at something, you'll probably go here. Right. But but it's not even, like, sports or, like, extracurricular activities or, like, academics. Like, yeah, the main character's there because he's just, like, the super lucky kid. It's like, how is that? Well, he won. Yeah, he won through a lottery, so they just call him. Oh, super okay, high school sense. level, good luck. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, so it's our main character. His name is Nagi. Nagi. I can't say it right. I'm Nye sorry. Eggy. Nagi. Nagi. Eggy boy. Egg. Egg boy. Perfect. <laughs> we got there. So egg boy. Uh, he yes, he won a lottery, and now he gets to go to this school. He gets to go to Hope's Peak High School, and then as soon as he steps on campus, the world just goes dark, and he's like, "Oh, something's not right here." <laughs> and then he says. The core curriculum here is despair. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. What a twist. Yeah. Um, and then he wakes up in a classroom and he looks around and there are like security cameras and iron plates on what would be windows, I believe. Yeah, we've all been to an inner city public high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he like gets up and walks around the classroom and on the front desk he finds like a hand drawn flyer for the welcoming ceremony. So it directs him to the gym where he finds all of his classmates and we get all of their names but again, ee. too many. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. But so they all have these things assigned to assigned to them super high school level blank. Um so two, two things real quick. Mhm. Why the fuck's the baseball boy 
got a goatee in high school. <laughs> Second, I love the super level high school grappler who is just a fucking Hunter Hunter character, and she's amazing. <laughs> Wait, which one? I love her just so much. Just the massive one. I think her name's Sakura. Oh, Sakura. Yeah. She's just like, it's just like a Hunter Hunter character, just so big and scarred up and muscly as hell, and like seven five, like just enormous. And her yeah. name's like Sakura, and she's a lady, and it's like, yo, I'm super into this character. <laughs> this is yeah. it. Because she also it. has like a pretty gentle voice. Like, I, I. Yeah, they don't I exaggerate it. <laughs> I loved her, so I went to her wiki, unfortunately, uh, spoiling <laughs> oh, the future. No. Uh, but but it's like, yeah, she's 6'4", she's this, like, giant grapple master, and she just has this, like, very pleasant, sweet voice, and it's like, oh, I love you. <laughs> and she becomes friends with, like, the swimming, like, the swimming athlete, and I was yeah. like, gals being pals, check, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Got They're, it? Yeah, people ship them hard. Understandable. Um, but so after we're introduced to all the characters, they all say that, oh, we all woke up in, like, these weird classrooms. Um, and there's kind of, like, a commotion. Like, we all ju- we just get, like, a snippet of, like, what each of them are like. Like, what their vibe is. What they're about. Um, and then we see uh, this girl, Maizono. She is the super high school level idol. Mm. Um, and she knows Egg Boy. Uh, they went to junior high together. And he's like, oh my god, like, you remember me? I would have never thought that you would remember who I am. And they have, like, some playful banter. Um, and then there's a boy with glasses. So, Ida, I guess. Yeah, uh, can we try... I was conflicted I, this show. I'd love to just collectively see, without notes, if we can remember all 15 people. Because I couldn't tell you, like, half of okay. them. <laughs> Right now, or just, like, throughout the course? I, like, right now, since, like, let's establish who's in there. So, okay. we mentioned Grapple boy. Girl. Mm-hmm. Grapple Girl. We got Egg Baseball Boy. boy. character. Baseball yeah. Boy. Baseball Boy. It's three. Uh, yeah. Uh, Egg Boy. We got uh, uh, Idol, mm-hmm. who's uh, the friend. We got Swimming Girl. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We got uh, uh, Fat uh, Fanzine Kid. Yep. We got... Uh, uh, programmer. Mm-hmm. Um, see, a lot of these people, their, like, <laughs> styles don't go with yeah. who they are. Because, like, yeah. the fanzine guy is like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, comic book guy from The Simpsons. Got it. Perfect. <laughs> just got ball. it in one. The programmer girl is just a very small girl in, like, a, a wide, like, hoop skirt dress. Like, yeah. no computers or, like, phones or anything on her. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a uh, fashion girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, model. Junko. That's Junko. Uh, we got... Oh, fuck. Um, Celeste is the gambling girl? Oh, yes. Uh, gambling girl. We got... Hall monitor. Uh, uh, the hall monitor. We got that's the 10. air. Air. It's 10, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. That, See, I that's can't it. remember who we said. Uh, who but, else we got? <laughs> did we say this the swimmer? compelling audio. As, no, we got the swimmer. As soon as I started it, I was like, fuck. <laughs> oh, uh, fortune telling boy? Fortune teller. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we're only missing two. Air, yeah, oh, we did um, air. the, 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 the girl. mysterious girl. Mysterious girl. I think her secret girl. is that she's super high, high school, super high school level detective. Okay, she seems like she was, like, the veteran of, like, I've been here, done this before, because she's so quick to just jump. All right, we're down to one now. Yeah, and then you said the literary girl. 
Who's yeah. Pompadour uh, oh, biker? Oh, we got him. The, the biker, fifteen. Yes. Chris we Savant. Did it. <laughs> Shit, we did do it all. Wow. I I thought I would get like two. Cool. <laughs> we really did it. Congrats, Good everyone. Job, we remembered fifteen wow. things. <laughs> we remembered the show we just fucking watched. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard though. There are a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. So, um, Ida, the heir, he okay. is like. Hey, real, let's real quick to establish. Okay. Sorry. So just one last thing. <laughs> who is the Ida in this show? Is it the one with the glasses? Or is it the hall monitor who's very by the book? I was conflicted. <laughs> mm, that's a good question. Because it's his personality I, versus I glasses. <laughs> if it can apply to two people, let's not. Because yeah, we're going to mix so. them up. I'll just keep yeah. calling him the heir then. Because yeah. that's okay. why I refer to him in my notes. So he steps up and he's like, we should figure this shit out. Like, what are we doing here? He's kind of an asshole. Um... And then Junko, she's one that I know the name of, the model. Mm. Uh, she's like, oh my god, I love her voice in English. <laughs> she's just a valley girl. She's like, oh my god, they took my cell phone from me. And then everybody else realizes that they don't have their cell phones either. Whoa. And they're like, oh no, it's fine. Like, I bet we'll get them after orientation. Um, and then there's a voice. And it's... Someone welcoming them to the school. And then the bear comes out. This is Monokuma. And he's the principal. <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen My Hero Academia, small animals running the school. Yeah, it works. Yeah, exactly. Sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're all kind of like, huh? What? No. Hello? Um, and he's like, all right, so you guys live here now for the rest of your lives. And they're like, the rest of our lives? What do you mean? Um, and they're like, we can't stay here. Celeste, the gambling girl, she's like, that's unreasonable. Like, we can't stay here for the rest of our natural lives. And Monokuma's like, natural lives? <laughs> you misunderstand. Oh, don't get ahead of yourself. It'll yeah. be like a month tops. <laughs> so there is a way to get out. And that is to murder your fellow classmates. And as we all know, I have been rereading The Hunger Games. <laughs> Is that why you picked this? No, I, maybe subconsciously. But also, <laughs> apparently I love child murder. So It tracks. Because I love The Hunger Games and the Promise only... Never t- well, land. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so if a student kills another student and isn't discovered, then they live and everybody else dies. Fun. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, so he's like, do anything you fucking want. Kill each other. Slaughter each other. I'm ready, baby. <laughs> Let's get this going. He loves <laughs> I'm here to party. Shit. Yeah, he's just like, you know, watching all of you kids with such bright futures just fucking ruin each other. Love mm. that shit. Bread and butter. Ooh. Mm. God, now I can't stop imagining him as Stanley Tucci, and like, I want that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the biker boy, he threatens to like kill Monokuma. Like he grabs him, and he's and Monokuma is like, "Oh no, no! Bringing harm to me is against the rules, baby!" Uh, and he like starts <laughs> beeping, and then mysterious detective girl is like, "Oh my God, toss him!" And then he tosses him, and then Monokuma explodes, and they're like, is that, is that did, it? Did we <laughs> do it? Did we win? What happens now? Uh, but then a new Monokuma pops up from behind the podium, 
Uh, and he's like, that's your only warning. Next person who tries to hurt me, dead on the spot. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I was kind of surprised um, no one got freaked out by just a talking stuffed bear, like, right away. Like, what the fuck is this? They're just like, all right, yeah. They're just yeah. also in shock. Yeah, I guess well, so. he introduces himself as, like, a robotic bear. Oh, and yeah. we see, like, his, like, digital eye. He's half a white bear, half a black bear. The white side looks nice. The black side looks evil. Yeah. Um. So after that, that's the orientation, and they're all just kind of like, "What do we? What do we do? What do we do now?" Um. And then we get like an opening of sorts, but it's not the actual opening. We just like see all of the kids on screen again, just in case you missed their names before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know them this time. They're in Japanese. Nope. Um. <laughs> And we see Sakura, a big strong girl. She's trying to break through the metal walls, but that doesn't work out. Um, and so they all decide, uh, oh, let's try to find a way out. And then the air boy is like, I will go search by myself. I don't want to be with anybody because you're probably already plotting to kill me because I'm so important. I mean, I want him dead, but not Yeah, for sure. Important. That's not why people plotting, would want to kill you. I'm not plotting, but it would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the biker boy doesn't like that idea, and he's ready to fight. He really likes fighting, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, and then Egg Boy tries to stop him, uh, but fighter, fighter boy, biker boy just punches him. So, yeah. Um, and then he wakes up in his bedroom with the idol girl next to him. <gasps> and she's like, yeah, this is your room. This is your bedroom. We all have our own rooms. Um, and she tells him that while he's been out there, like, looking for a way to escape. Um, and then he, kind in his mind, he's like, oh, she was a big deal. I can't believe that she remembers me. And then she's like, of course I remember you. And he's like, did I say that out loud? And she's like, no, I can read your mind. Just kidding. <laughs> and you'd think that comes in later. But it doesn't. <laughs> because, well, how could I it? I mean, we got a talking bear in, like, a death school. Like, sure, why not a psychic? Yeah. I, we we got a, a, crystal, a crystal ball psychic as one of the kids, so, like, oh, sure. Yeah. That's true. Um, But she's, like, I'm glad that we're together. We should, like, make an alliance. We should be, we should be like, little detectives. We'll work together. Um, And then they head down and they see the rest of the people. And Celeste, the gambling girl... Uh, decides it's probably she's like it's probably best to stay in groups because no one would kill in front of the others um and then the hall monitor calls a meeting to order and to discuss what they know and pretty much what they know is that they can't get out and that's it <laughs> they're fucked. there there's like a, a metal grate in front of some stairs that maybe could become unlocked later which seems like a video game thing, so probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. Um, and then the programmer girl talks about the kitchen. There's a lot of food. It gets restocked every day. Um, the point is, they're living well. They're just trapped. So, I mean, if they don't kill each other, Monokuma would probably push them to do something. Yeah. But in this note, I compared it to the Hunger Games. I said it's like the Hunger Games, but if they got to stay in the capital and just, like, killed each other... But that's no fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that moida. Yeah. Um, 
So Gambling Girl is like, we should just adapt to our situation. Like, since we're living in the lap of luxury, essentially, like, we're doing fine. Like, let's just deal with it. Um, And then I I didn't really understand this. They were talking about how there's a curfew set in place and they all made an agreement that after curfew, they would just stay in their rooms. And I was like, but isn't that what you have to do? It's, uh, there's sort of like a, a day cycle and night cycle where it's like, okay, daytime free hours, you can go out and about. But during the night, you should be in your room. Sort of like if this was a normal school, that would be the case. But of course, this is murder school. So they're like, these are the designated times no one's supposed to be out. But that's a pretty good time to do some murdering if I do say so myself. So they're like, okay, we're all going to actually honor that rule so we can know that no one is out murdering if we all right now agree to not murder in this time. Great. Yep, going to go great. Yep. We, all, we all agree we won't murder each other when we're the most vulnerable and unconscious, right? Pinky promise. Right? No one going to murder when there's the least amount of witnesses out? <laughs> uh, so... The days pass, three days pass, and they still can't find a way out, and they're all just, like, tired of it. And Programmer Girl gets upset, and people console her, and then Swimmer Girl is like, hey, like, I bet the police are looking for us. Like, our friends and family, like, must be concerned. We've been missing for three days. Um, and then Monokuma is like, haha, no. Uh, if you want to get out, you need to murder. I'm bored. <laughs> Let's speed this up. Uh, and he's like, I know what, I know what'll work. Let's give you some motivation. Follow me to the multimedia room. Ooh. So they go and they all find DVDs with their names on them. I really just wanted Monokuma to roll out, like, the rolling stand with a little, uh, TV on it. Like, the CRT TV. Like, ooh, movie day. Wow. We're watching DuckTales, kids. Yeah, everything else is super high-tech except for this. Uh... So Eggboy watches his DVD and it's like a video of his family wishing him luck. And then it cuts to the, the the same room, but it's like empty and torn apart. So like presumably something has happened to his family. And then at the same time, all of his classmates are watching theirs and they like all have a similar reaction. But the idol girl freaks out like way more than the other people. Um, and he's like, what did you see? And she just doesn't answer. She just has a breakdown. Um, and Mr. Mysterious Detective Girl is like, oh, I want to know who you really are, Monokuma. Why are you doing this to us? And he's just like, I just want to see you suffer, man. That's <laughs> all I want. I'm just in it for the kicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the idol girl busts out of the room and Eggboy follows her and he's like, I'll prom, I promise you that we're going to make it through this. And uh, that's the end of the episode. And at the end of every every episode, we have a screen with, like, all of the characters silhouetted and who's still alive. So for now, all 15 are still up and kicking. Oh, you mean that thing that we talked about that would be a good idea on another, but then they didn't do it? But then the show is doing it? Hmm. Hmm. A good show. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. So that's episode one. So, yeah, we pick up... Uh, the next day, episode two, we start off, there's a note and an announcement that, okay, during curfew, the shower water is going to be shut off, 
Um, only the girls' bathrooms have locks on them. Uh, everyone else, or all the boys, uh, you, you, you don't get one. You got the lock on your main room and that's it. Um, I, I started thinking about that. I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. But then, yeah, once they say, like, oh, you have the lock on your main door, I'm like, well, then why would you need a bathroom lock? Mm-hmm. When there's 14 other case. people trying to murder you. <laughs> but if You no can't one have too many locks in that situation, I say. <laughs> I get. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, so uh, he's like, also, you all have a gift in your room. You all have a toolkit that can, uh, it's like screwdrivers and stuff that you would pick locks with. Mm. So, um, as the uh, main character is in his room exploring about, he finds that his bathroom door isn't opening. He's like, what? Uh, 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 I, boy, I have lock on door? How? And then uh, uh, the bear shows up and is like, "Oh no, you just got a shitty door." So uh, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll put in a work order. Oops, this is embarrassing. Oh god. <laughs> also, don't look under the stucco. It's it's a mess. Yeah, but he's like, "Okay, you just gotta like lift it and do it." But um, your main door isn't locked. It's kind of fucking stupid, don't you think? You should uh <laughs> lock that, idiot. I mean, look at um, me. I got in here just fine. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky I'm not a murderer. <laughs> so he also has a, like, decorative sword in his room. I wonder if that will come into play. Nah. Ah. Yeah. Then uh, Idle Girl comes over, and she's freaking the fuck out. She's like, okay, last night someone tried to open my door. I heard the doorknob shake. I am... Um, terrified someone's trying to murder me and uh uh, the main boy egg boy is like uh do do you want to stay in here with me so there's like a built-in witness and then she's like but there's only one bed oh whatever Oh, I'm I'm so sorry when i booked this murder school i i assumed there would be two beds for us (laughs) It's a busy season. They ran out of room, so we had to put us in one. <laughs> um, so uh, he's like, okay, so how about we trade rooms? So uh, if someone tries looking for you, they're not going to find you. And uh, uh, just promise me you'll keep this door locked and don't let anyone in. And she's like, okay, even if you come, I won't open the door. And uh, they swap rooms, so they go to bed for the night. Totally my room now. Mm-hmm. So, the next morning, everyone, uh, they all decided that they're going to meet every morning for breakfast for, like, a roll call. Make sure everyone's still alive the next morning. Everyone trickles in except for the idle girl. <gasps> ah! Ooh. Um, so, of course, main character Egg Boy is like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> And uh, when they go to check on her, she is dead in the shower with a, the whole room is torn up with the uh, slash marks and she has a butcher's knife in her chest. Wow. No. Uh. Pretty pink blood. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that was is, a choice. I like, I kind of like the style. It is like the perfect amount of campy for this. Uh, it. It's 
It's like if Saw was supposed to be a fun time. Like, <laughs> hey, fun let's Saw. Let all the blood is neon colors, and uh, the uh, screws on the windows are like giant and irregular shapes and sizes. So it's like it 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 keeps it fun. It keeps it light. yeah, keeps it funky fresh. And that's I mean that's a uh, the pink blood. I feel like the pink blood and the aesthetic is like very iconic. At this point, yeah, I I wasn't sure if it was just an aesthetic choice or if it was like one of those weird censorship workarounds where it's like, ah, it's not red, so we could argue it's not technically blood, so we can have as much of it as we want, like Samurai Jack, where he like cut Mm. open people and it's all oil, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because they're robots. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think it's just an aesthetic choice. Ah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, finding the body, Egg Boy passes out. Because uh, he does that a lot. Good and, heavens. <laughs> uh, when he wakes up, he's in the gym. Uh, and they all are because the bear called a pep rally. And everyone's like, hey, f- super fucking morbid, dude. Someone just died. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, it's even more morbid. One of you murdered her. So <laughs> here's how this part of the game works. Um, so uh, we get the uh, explanation of the second part of their games. He explains in this part of the game, the person who can go free has to murder someone, but they also have to get away with it, meaning there is going to be an investigation and a trial. So uh, how this works is that the killer needs to commit the perfect crime so they don't get called out for it in trial, because what happens is uh, if the killer is accused and everyone guesses correctly who the killer is, the killer is executed. But if they Mm -hmm. falsely accuse someone, the jury is executed. So the killer wants everyone else to die. Yeah. So um, that's the game, and they're like, okay, we'll give you time to investigate, but then uh, meet for a trial. but Fashion Girl refuses and like, this is fucking sick. This is demented. I'm going to kill you, Bear. And and tries to stomp his face. But he's like, oh, sorry. I, was, I only gave the verbal warnings yesterday. Now you die. And summon Spears and shish kebabs her. Bye, Junko. I think... <laughs> That's part of the fun of this, like, game and show is, like, all the different ways, like, people are killed. Just the absurdity of them. Yeah, yeah. it it is fun. Like, later we uh, see, like, Gatling guns for defense. Like, there there's so many fun, like, Final Destination-style ways yeah. to die that they come up with. It is interesting. But yeah. then we also get the, like, you know, skipping ahead a bit, we get some of the real twist ways of people dying, which is very Saul-esque, how it's, like, tied to their characters and stuff, and not yeah, just, like, sort of random the, spears. The ironic death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, uh, after she is killed as an example, uh, the, the bear is like, okay, uh, start investigating. And then we, uh, I feel like this was my, this... So, uh, words are failing me today. <laughs> I feel like this is what I would want from the game, but mm. we didn't get it in this show. I feel like mm. the investigation aspect is 
the most fun thing to play in these things. Mm -hmm. But here, it sort of flashes, shows you all the clues sort of out of context so they can be used in the trial. Um, Yeah, I remember, I never played it, but I remember when I read this scenario that it went on for a long time because as the main character, you can talk to everybody mm-hmm. and like find out like what their alibis are and stuff. So that it makes sense. sense that they shortened it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I feel he could have talked to people. I feel like they really took that out. They, they kind of leap over like the clues that the audience would have of like, oh, I can piece it together before the main character. But they kind of yeah. jump skip. So it's like, eh, which... I kind of appreciate, though, because, like, for me, when I played these kind of, like, mystery puzzle-solving games, I'm the guy that goes over every nook and cranny and talks to every single person just in case. And it's like, I don't need five episodes of Egg Boy talking to every other character. Like, I'm I'm kind of glad we skipped over a good chunk of it. Yeah, like, I am glad they didn't linger on this, especially if they're like, okay, this is the first murder. I feel like later on we may see more extended sequences but they're like mm-hmm. okay we're still sort of teaching you the format of the game so let, let's flash through it but yeah. yeah i feel like this like for the visual novel aspect of the game i feel like i would want it to be a little bit more like first person investigation like roam about and look for visual yeah. cues rather than like oh let me just see if i can decipher the inconsistencies from this eight page text of conversation i have with this one person yeah Yeah. uh but yeah so we see a couple flashes of the evidence we see uh uh she uh the sword was used the uh handle to the bathroom was taken apart so someone could get in um we see in the trash area someone like burned their shirt to get rid of evidence but left a a, a glass orb shattered on the ground uh we see a bunch of uh this sort of stuff uh uh idle girl uh wrote some numbers on the wall as she was dying which is a clue that they can't figure out at this point um but yeah so uh yeah, there's a bunch of stuff we'll get into it with the actual trial of all how everything goes together. But yeah, uh, they see the investigation and then the bear's like, okay, you're taking too long. This is boring. I'm calling the trial now. <laughs> and everyone gathers at an elevator and they descend to the chamber to the begin the trial. And that's where episode two ends. Yeah. And going into it, they've all kind of decided that Egg Boy is the one that murdered her. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, oh, she was in your room. Of course. It's pretty clear. Yeah. Oh. So he goes into it with something to prove. Uh, one additional detail that, uh, uh, we find is that, uh, uh, Egg Boy, uh, finds the DVD that she was watching, freaking out about, like, her family state from episode one. Uh, we see that she was part of an idle girl group, but oh no, every other member died. So she doesn't even have a future once she leaves here. She can't uh, go back to her friends and group. So that's why she was uh, uh, extra uh, hurt yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was a little confused by that. Was it clear that they all died or was it that the the group disbanded and like it showed them as like falling down as if the band was dead? But like I wasn't sure sure. if the actual members were dead. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, it could just all be manipulation on Monokuma's part. Like, it could yeah. be that it's just him trying to make her paranoid. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. never know. The way I at least had her reading it was that she thought her group was dead. Mm. Okay. Because I never trusted the idol girl. So the way I saw it is that <laughs> she was the one that broke up the band or like ruined the band or did something that broke up the band. And that he has like evidence and like to prove that it was her and like that she mm. was this insidious manipulator. And like even if she were to graduate and get out of the school, her life would be ruined because this evidence would get out then too. Hmm. Gotcha. I don't know. Maybe I was just thinking about Perfect Blue again. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it every day. (laughs) It haunts my dreams. How can I not? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's episode two. Yeah. So yeah, episode three, and it's right where it left off with the elevator down, and the elevator opens up into the trial room, which, for anyone who's played Persona, looks like the Velvet Room, just like, gaudy as fuck. (laughs) The whole school kind of looks like it. Yeah. It's just the aesthetic. This is just, like, the higher-end, like, fancier, like, a lot of velvet on the walls and stuff and drapes. Um, and, like, a kind of, mm-hmm. like, a throne, almost, that um, Monokuma, like, sits in. And it's, uh, Monokuma says, like, oh, the trial's gonna be, like, Parliament. And it's just, they're just, like, podiums, but it's all in a circle. So there's 16 podiums just all circled around, like, facing each other for them to discuss and have the trial amongst themselves. And they say, like, oh, wait. Why is there 15, or there's 15 students, including the two dead students, who you have portraits of, which seem distasteful? Monica was like, nah, nah. It's cool. Go with it. <laughs> they need um, to be included. Yeah. We gotta fill out the roster. It looks bad if it's just empty spots. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I forget exactly. One of the girls says like, oh, there's 15 students, but there's 16 podiums. Monica was like, no, 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 stop, stop. He just, just says, don't read into it. Yeah, just don't don't read into it, even though this is a murder mystery show. and mur- Like, don't think about it. It's like, it's fine. Okay, I wasn't okay, going to special order a 15-slot thing. They only had 16 <laughs> at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then it's I guess weird. for my murder school, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that would make sense if you would have uh, Sakura's uh, like podium like twice the width, because she's enormous <laughs> <laughs> special uh, ordered yeah, yeah. <laughs> she deserves it she's earned it she's best yes girl. Mm-hmm. um so yeah they go down there and they uh all line up in the podium they got portraits of uh you know the black ribbons hanging over the dead students and uh we see uh the screen appear as the trial starts and it's the same style as that opening in the beginning of the episode like the visual no- or beginning of the show in episode one that like visual novel st- uh visual novel style it's like dark and kind of that like 3D environment with 2D characters and like the camera drops down and spins around in the circle and I'm just like oh this is the game like this is a a shot from the game (laughs) it wasn't bad but it was like very different I was like oh that's actually kind of neat like it it, you know it's done well yeah like it it just like highlighted where they were basically at in conversations it wasn't like okay this is the mechanic now if you don't know the game you don't know how this works it's like no we're just gonna as they say like catchphrases from the game we're gonna show the snippet of the ui from the game yeah like objection Mm -hmm. from like phoenix Wright and stuff like that page will splash up you don't have like the number of accusations in the bottom corner of like oh shit i'm running out i better save scum and you know reload my old save um But, uh, yeah, so we get a shot of that. And then uh, Mystery Girl, the detective girl. I, uh, it really bugged me how everyone is like, the high school biker and the high school baseball player and the high school swimmer. And then, question mark. I'm like, come on. And, like, 
I get it. She's the plot device that pushes the show forward. But, like, come on. <laughs> just tell us. You could just do, like, mystery novel girl or something. Yeah, you know, whatever. Tell us she did mock trial. <laughs> and that, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Justify it somehow. But even yeah. that gives her an edge. <laughs> but at least that would make sense rather than just question mark. So Yeah, that's true. Uh, so she says uh, they should start with the murder weapon. And it was a you know kitchen knife stabbed through the idol. And uh, Egg Boy says it was a knife. And everyone's like, yeah, duh, no shit. He's like, no, let me talk. <laughs> it's important. God. Let me have my moment. Because <laughs> everyone's already decided he's guilty. Um, and uh, the swimmer girl says like, yeah, uh, now that we uh, talk about it, we were, uh, me and Soccer were in the kitchen last night, uh, really late. We're like, why were you two in the kitchen late? Like, we were making tea because we're girlfriends. Back <laughs> off. We're in love and we don't want anyone to know about it yet. It's just Soccer having this, like, little teacup and stuff. And just like, God, what, what great perfect. characters. <laughs> what perfect characters. Uh, but they're like, we were in the kitchen late, like, making tea and stuff, even though it was, like, after hours. Uh, and we saw the idol come down and she, like, Went down to get a you know, glass of milk or something from the fridge. But when she left, we noticed one of the knives was missing. So she took it. It's like, oh. So the murderer didn't take the knife. The murderee took the knife that she was killed. The victim? That's a word. <laughs> no murderee. Murderee. Pretty, yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's not uh, like, that, oh, that's canon in the games. That's what they call them. <laughs> uh, not us being dumb, right? Uh, yeah. She's not alive. She's a little murderee. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, Monokuma points out that uh, only the killer can graduate. So there's no point, uh, basically saying, like, there's no point in two people teaming up and, like, going against one person to kill someone. Because only the person that actually committed the murder can graduate. And then the person that helped them would be stuck behind and killed. So they're like, all right, so she didn't team up with anyone. She didn't, like, get the knife and, like, give it to someone or they used it against her. Like, all right, so what happened? Um... They, uh, they say the little girl took, yeah. Uh, and then Egg Boy says he, uh, she probably took it for protection because she was so scared that somebody was trying to break into her room the other night. And, uh, mystery, uh, detective girl says, like, oh, that could be true. Or, you know, she lied. And Egg Boy's like, oh. what? Never. But We're my wife, we knew Never. each other for like a, a minute eight years ago. How could that be? Yeah, it's, he's, He's very loyal to her for only really speaking to her for three days. Because he even says, like, oh, we went to the same middle school, but we never uh, came in contact. I was like, all right, man, like, you're real horned up for this girl. Um, She says there's more evidence, though, in Egg Boy's favor, so we should, you know, keep going. Like, yeah, the doorknob on the bathroom door was broken, so you had to do a special way to open it that only, apparently, Monokuma and Egg Boy knew. Because that's who he told. So he's like, if Egg Boy was on that murdered her, he would have just opened the door. He wouldn't have had to break it open. And um, he says it also wasn't just, like, smashed open. Like, the screws around the doorknob were unscrewed. It was taken apart. It wasn't just broke. So it was someone who, you know, used a toolkit to break in because they thought the door was locked. And Egg Boy says um, he claimed the killer didn't realize that um, Egg Boy and Idol Girl switched rooms. But then uh, Mr. Girl says when she was looking for uh, clues, she noticed that they sw- uh, Idol Girl switched the nameplates. Mm-hmm. So um, the only one that knew that they weren't in their rooms were Egg Boy and Idol Girl. And um, 
they said uh, they also talked about like the lock couldn't be picked. The hall monitor was saying like, "Oh yeah, it's like some big industrial size electronic lock that you know it's impossible to break through." And it's like, "Why do you know that hall monitor? What are you doing, Ida? What's hmm. happening?" <laughs> um, but basically saying like why they can't just like locks are safe unless you can just dismantle the whole lock itself, like the doorknob. And then uh, yeah, uh, the mystery girl also says that. Uh, while she was looking for clues, she uh, found the notepad and, of course, did the fucking sketch thing where she, like, sketches across the whole notepad and finds the imprints from the previous note that was written on there. It's like, it, like I gotta wonder how legitimate that actually is of, like, reading notes because you see it all yeah. the time in shows and movies and it's like, that feels bullshit. Hmm. We can test it out sometime. I I have my notes in front of me. Let me find a (laughs) spare sheet of paper. There you go. Write a little note and then rip it off and then do a shading of it. I haven't done shading since first grade. Uh, (laughs) Actual pencil. I only have mechanical. Fuck. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, I'm using a mechanical pencil. Is it work? Good work. (laughs) It doesn't work. I'm going to keep going with the plot while you two figure that out. <laughs> this is terrible to listen to. Arts I'm going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> nope. That I call bullshit. I got nothing. You got nothing. I mean, in the places where I press down hard enough, it it shows up like with the previous note. But that's the anyway. Thing. I use it in like a checkbook, but that's like specific paper. Like you really got to be pressing hard to leave that much of yeah. an imprint on the next sheet below it. Oh. I'm so sorry. Everyone's freaking out right now. Um, (laughs) There's so much happening. (laughs) So Detective Girl made a like etching, like a shading of the note, and she's like, "I'm able to read the entire thing perfectly." And we can see that Idol Girl wrote a note saying, "Like, ooh, come to my room later tonight, Winku." And like it's her signature, so it's definitely her. She wrote it, and she gave it to somebody asking her to come to her room. And because she switched the name, please, they're like, "Oh." They would have gone to Eggboy's room and killed Eggboy. Like, no, she switched the nameplates. So they would have gone to her room, which was really Eggboy's room. I was like, I, mmm, this is too... (laughs) Because that is immediately contradicted, they didn't need to go into it, and it just made it more confusing for me for a second. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, they say, uh, so they're saying the idol girl set up a trap for somebody. She thinks somebody was coming after her, so she set up a trap to try and get them before they got her. And um, Rich Boy, the heir, saying, like, ah, maybe uh, she was setting up Egg Boy to be the victim, or not the victim, but the, the suspect. You know, mm-hmm. this way, he's the only one know that they, he's the only one that know they switched rooms. So he'll go back and be caught, you know, red handed sort of the next morning. And Egg Boy's like freaking out, like, no, my wife would never do that. Chill, <laughs> chill, you horny nerd. You've really idealized this girl that you've known for less than a week. Um, and then, um, Kirishima, he's the baseball boy. He's got spiky red hair and he's voiced by Justin Cook. He's Kirishima, um, from My Hero Academia. And it all just ties back. Uh, he says, uh, he's like, ah, we're out of clues. Like, let's just wrap this up and, like, move it on. And we got, like, kind of a UI panel from the game, like, Papa, when he says it. He's like, we're running out of clues. And that boy's like, objection. No. We still got stuff to go through, my dude. And, um... Egg Boy points out that uh, there's a dying message in the blood where she wrote the numbers on the wall in her uh, in the shower. And he says, if you rotate those numbers, it's actually not numbers. It spells out a name. Leon. I was <gasps> like, does it? And you see it. It's The numbers were like 11037. 
and it flipped mm-hmm. upside down. It's L E O. And then the N wasn't finished. The dash across the N wasn't finished. I was like, that, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I, th- I mean, it, you can I, kind of see that me. she was making that movement. Like they added like a couple of like tiny little streaks. I yeah, feel like she they was just... stabbed and dying at this point. I didn't expect calligraphy. <laughs> <laughs> it's written pretty well. I feel like they just left out the dash in the middle just to mislead you into thinking it was numbers. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, mm, okay. Uh, so it turns out Leon's the baseball boy's name. Uh, I never acknowledge him as that. That's Kirishima. And <laughs> Kirishima's a good boy, so he wouldn't murder anybody. I love Kirishima. Uh, so he starts freaking out because now he's being accused. And... Uh, Detective Mystery Girl says, like, oh, yeah, you also tried to destroy the evidence. We found it. Uh, part of the bloody sleeve was uh, by the incinerator downstairs, right next to a broken uh, crystal ball. And the fortune teller dude is like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen my for- uh, my crystal ball in a while. Is that where it is? And they're like, brah, maybe you should have told us that earlier. <laughs> brah. <laughs> Why is this coming up now in a murder trial? You're Nobody too- else is helping. <laughs> Just Mystery Girl and Egg Boy are doing this. It really seems like that. Fortune I feel like everyone else is like, from. it wasn't me. I'm, I'm fucking scot-free. It doesn't but, matter. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm sure they were all thinking that, but it's also one of those things where it's like, if we accuse the wrong person, we all die too. So like, maybe I should Help. put an effort in. You know the hand? <laughs> we're all on it here. Um... So Egg Boy recaps everything, you know, the Sherlock thing of like, I bet this is how you did it. And it's exactly how he did it. So he's just doing a play by play, uh, even though it's all speculation at this point. And he says, uh, you killed her. Then he took the evidence and he took you know, your bloody shirt and he went to throw it in the incinerator. But at night, the incinerator's locked off behind like that grate. So you couldn't get into it. And the only person that could get to it and turn it on by hitting the button is someone if it's, if someone threw something at it. And the only one person that could nail that shot pinpoint perfectly is a baseball player. And you threw oh. the crystal ball and it dropped. And you threw the shirt in, but you didn't realize the sleeve was hanging out. So it burnt off and fell down and you didn't catch it. So it was you, baseball boy, with your goatee in high school, you piece of shit. <laughs> and uh, he starts freaking out like no nah, it's all circumstantial you got no real evidence on me you can't pin this on me and he's just freaking out more and more because it's clearly him now and uh, yeah Egg Boy says like alright then show us your toolkit if you've used it it'll prove that you unscrewed the doorknob into the bathroom to kill her if you haven't used it then you're good and he starts freaking out like nah, you can- nah I'm not I'm not showing you nothing. I'll have to prove you prove to you anything. I got I, 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 I lost I, it. I, I never uh, got one. Uh, <laughs> your door was broken. I didn't get a toolkit. How weird was that? Uh, I ate it. Uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> so he's freaking out and he really has no response because he's pretty much uh, dead to rights here. And they're like, all right, let's move on to the voting process to vote on who's guilty. And everybody votes him guilty. No surprise there. And we see him uh, say, he was like, oh, she was trying to kill me. She, like, she lured me in there to try and kill me. That's why I had to defend myself with the katana. Because they make a point of the katana earlier was um, in a sheath. And there was, like, scratch marks on the sheath itself. So they're trying to apply that. Like, he grabbed it to defend himself and then took it out to try and attack her, uh, defend himself against it. And uh, Monokuma's like, oh, cool, self-defense, awesome. You still killed her, and that's all that matters. Your reasoning does not. So, uh, <laughs> you're dead, buddy. 
and I, I made a little note. I'm like, surprise, surprise. The person with the giant red blood stain on his shirt is the murderer. Like, <laughs> we didn't point it out. He's wearing like a white, like, uh, like jacket and a white shirt and white pants, like all white. And he's got red hair and he's just got a red splotch mark on his yeah. shirt. And it's just kind of like, we've seen the blood is like neon pink. So like, it's not actual blood, but like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hint. It's, you know, right there. And, uh, Monokuma, uh, what did I say? Yeah. Uh, so Kirishima, uh, tries to run away and he's like, get me out of here. Let me out. He's scratching at the walls. I don't know why he didn't go to the elevator, which is how he got in there, but okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, he's, he's not the smartest one. We've already seen this. Uh, so Monokuma's like, all right, cool. Your punishment's going to fit your crime, except it's not. It's going to fit your personality because you only have one thing going for your personality. It's baseball. Yay. Yay. So we get that visual novel, like, aesthetic again, where we see him getting, like, chained up to a post. And then, like, uh, it's all silhouetted. And then the lights come down. And we see the post is actually a scoreboard above it, like a baseball scoreboard. And he gets, the whole post gets pulled into this uh, caged area. And there's just a pitching machine. And he's chained up to the post as this pitching machine just throws a bunch of balls at him really fast until he fucking dies. And it's kind of <laughs> like, kinda like, yo. That's fun. fun. <laughs> I love a theme. You know? <laughs> a little fun party. Yeah. Uh, there's the whole like, yeah, someone was murdered, and like, there's the brutality of that. But there's also the brutality of like, let's line up the thirteen other student or twelve other students at this point and have them watch as you just get pelted to death by baseballs repeatedly. I'm like, oh, this, this brutal shit. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if, like, a lot of the appeal of Danganronpa is just seeing how they die, like, the creative ways of how the other students die, rather than, like, mm. caring about them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we see um, Egg Boy, like, freaks out again, and he goes to, like, lunge at uh, Monokuma uh, for, you know, killing another student. And Mr. Girl, like, stops and is like, yo, fucking chill, we already saw someone die because of this, don't be an idiot. Uh, and then it cuts to him laying on his bed. Looking up, trying to reflect on what happens, trying to cope with himself, and Mr. Girl shows up again. Ooh, is she a love interest? Probably not. He doesn't seem that interesting to have multiple love interests in the show. Um, <laughs> and she asks, like, what he thinks the idol's dying thought was. And he's like, and uh, he's like, I don't know, how, how do you think I would possibly know that? And she says, well, you knew her well enough to speculate. No, he didn't. He fucking did not know her well enough. <laughs> He knew her for three Don't days. Give him that credit. It's he made like, it seem like they knew each other well enough. Because of course they're like, yeah, we're friends. Because out of we went to middle school together. People, I know of your existence. Yeah, exactly. I I see why she thought that, but like the dude fucking did not know her. Yeah. Um, and she says like, well, the idol left you a clue in the shower when he when she wrote his name. She didn't have to do that. She clearly wanted somebody to like catch her killer, and she trusted you enough to do it. So she's just trying to make Eggboy feel better about today's trial, and how his only friend was killed. Um, and he says like, I don't know. I, I'm this is going to be weighing on my conscience for a long time. I'm not the type to forget this kind of stuff. I'm going to be thinking about. Uh, both Idol Girl and Baseball Boy's death. I was like, yeah, but what about the fashion diva that no one seems to give a shit about even though she died? What about her? <laughs> so any th- sympathetic attempt you made at making Egg Boy uh, seem emotional and connected to all the students, he doesn't because they immediately forgot about the girl that died <laughs> yesterday. So um, uh, yeah, unlikable main character. Check. Um, 
I, uh, I'm starting to see how you feel about the show. <laughs> I let me be clear. I mostly just hate the main character. I don't like <laughs> it, Egg Boy. I got a interesting. Real, I, he just annoys me because he's just generic protagonist. Like everyone yeah. else is interesting. He's nothing. <laughs> um, and then they have a little back and forth with him and Mystery Girl of saying like, um, "Oh, I bet you think you can. You know, I'll assist you." With the further mysteries, and she's like, how did you know that? He's like, oh, I can read your mind. Haha, <laughs> like this back and forth thing that I did with uh, Idol Girl before she was murdered. I'm kidding, I can't read your mind. And then it goes to the ending. Uh, yeah, and that's episode three. Mm-hmm. Fun. So, how what we a time. How, what, what murder mystery funhouse? How are we feeling about that? Are we <laughs> there yet? Um, I Who wants to go first? I liked it because i i i knew the premise of it going in so i was like okay i was already on board for the premise um these episodes are sort of like an introduction to it um Mm -hmm. so it is nice to have like a sort of solid arc to be like okay first three you get the introduction of the characters you get your first murder and you get your first pretty routine like investigation so it's nice the way they set it up um i feel like uh you mentioned like oh the only reason you would watch this is just to watch the ways everyone would die and yeah, that's kind of why. <laughs> uh, this this does sort of scratch that like Final Destination itch of like I know most of these characters are gonna die. I just want to see how. And mm-hmm. a lot of the characters are vaguely assholes, so you're kind of <laughs> pretty okay with them dying, <laughs> if, yeah. if it's by murder or by being found out in trial. So, like, all the characters are fun enough to still be interesting and not just outright, like, oh, fuck this guy. Uh, so there's fun there. Um, they make it campy enough that it's visually interesting and, like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I, I think it's, like, I, like I said before, I knew the outcome of this one, but I don't know anything else. Well, I know one more like big plot twist, but mm-hmm. I I would be interested in seeing like how everybody dies, but like I rather than like looking up like on YouTube all deaths in Danganronpa yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, compilation super clip. Thing. Yeah, like I'd rather watch it to like see who murders who and like what I like I like that the trial was an entire episode. I was worried that it would feel long, that it would drag on, but it didn't for me. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, they the pacing of the show is pretty good where they are like, okay, we're not going to get bogged down by the details. We're just going to give you enough to latch onto it and we'll find some fun later on. And uh, classic, like any trial in a thing is like, oh, this hidden detail that everyone overlooked. And then it sort of like reels you back in because like, oh, I also didn't factor that in. And mm-hmm. I, I like I feel like even though we're gonna have at least fourteen other trials, probably uh, I f- I trust that the show is gonna have them all be interesting. Yeah, it's not gonna be the same routine of it. It's cancer. It's not cancer. It's lupus. It's not lupus. It's this very weird disease. It's not that very weird disease. It turns out it was that cancer the first time they thought it was. Yeah, Welcome to Doctor House. 
Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired at dead TV show. That's uh, fucking bam, every. Bam, bam, bam. I watched so much of that fucking show. <laughs> Same. Um, uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm surprised by that because I mean I had a feeling Dana was gonna like it because you've already read some of it. Child so. murder. <laughs> Just stick. It's what you love. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of shocking. It, I'm surprised myself through the entirety of our podcast. <laughs> Uh, the child murder was the friends of my dog. I promise I'm a good person. <laughs> uh, yeah, there definitely were like certain elements of like the hall monitor who was kind of abrasive, but like you saw he was actually like, I mean, you didn't really see it, but like he seemed fine. He just seemed like a very upright, like strict personality. Um, and then like the literary girl who just was an insufferable bitch. <laughs> so like her and like the air it's like yeah you want to see those two die because they suck and then like everyone else is like oh they're, you know they're not bad like, yeah even the weird even the weird otaku guy is not like super annoying so like yeah yeah um which is a first eh, give it time. <laughs> yeah um but yeah i was surprised by that because we've had shows where there's a ton of characters and you hated that we've had shows where it had very game elements to it like heavy game elements to it you hated that and then we had like I never like I agree with the trial episode where it was the whole episode and it it wasn't bad but I did feel like there was mo- moments of it that did feel artificial like saying like uh, oh he was in her room so they thought he was her and it's like oh but then she actually switched the plates so then this and this and it's like oh wait so that just undid the last like four minutes of conversation okay like maybe we didn't need to include that but like uh, for it wasn't. That- an- uh, like that in particular, we sort of glossed over. One of the people did note, like, wait, the guide says that this is Egg Boy's room, but the nameplate on the door says it's her room. So, like, it sort of lays that foundation of, like, something's weird about this without it be- being outright like, oh, she switched the plates. So, like, it is, I feel like that in particular, was like, okay, that was telegraphed, that was justified. I feel like that wasn't too much of like a, oh, fuck you, that was a dead end. Um, yeah, no, I, that wasn't like an ender of like, fuck that show, I'm not. Yeah. But it was just kind of like, uh, we may, may, that might have been like, hey, we got like three more minutes, we got to just bump the show out with a little padding here. Um, because it was the detective girl and Egg Boy that, like we talked about it, they were the only ones that did anything. Mm-hmm. So like, Egg Boy would bring something up, detective girl would solve it detective girl would bring something up egg boy would solve it and like that's granted it would be much harder to watch if all 14 people were talking at the same time like back and forth like all over each other yeah and i I can understand that as well i feel like that's how they're gonna try to keep it interesting is sort of like okay certain people are gonna factor into certain trials because like yeah uh uh uh, psychic crystal ball guy had one line where he's like oh yeah that was my crystal ball (laughs) <laughs> and like he said nothing else Thanks, but <laughs> i assume trial like number seven he's gonna be like on the defense or uh more forefront so like i feel like they are sort of filtering like you'll hear from these people this week uh just wait everyone else will get their just desserts yeah i think the show will also also be broken up of like it'll be two parts because not everyone can be like anytime there's a trial it's because someone is murdered so, like, you're already going to be down a character. So there's not going to be 14 trials. There's going to be, like, seven trials because the other seven were already killed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I I did enjoy it. I, I am curious, though, if it's, I mean, I guess it's preference and I guess it's, you know, firsthand experience of which ones you experience first. But, like, the percentage of people that enjoyed it as a show versus the game. Because, like you said, Dugan, yeah. like, 
the investigation part you would have wanted to do as a game. But then maybe the all the dialogue between every individual character, maybe it's better as a show where they skip just, you know, to the important bits. Because um, I know I've played uh, the game Life is Strange. And mm-hmm. as a story, it's it's all right. It, it didn't particularly grab me super hard. But as a video game, it like hooked me. Having that agency of the characters made me invested. But if it was just mm-hmm. like a TV show, I probably wouldn't have cared about it. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like since you mentioned there's like inconsistencies with what I was liking, I feel like this sort of hit me more on like an assassination classroom sort of level of like, okay, there is like a fun objective thing here. Uh, and they're ta- taking it lightheartedly, but it does involve like murder and death and stuff. So like it is that sort of like yeah, we're having fun with it. it we know it's completely <laughs> fun murder. The the perpetrator of this is a two tone bear, so uh, we're <laughs> we're not gonna uh, take it too seriously. It's like the movie Clue versus was it Twelve Knives? What was or that Knives Out? Knives Out. Knives Out. No, so Knives Out was pretty fun. Movie. Yeah. No, that didn't take itself too serious either, I guess. I still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it's good. Uh, it's long. It's, it's good, It's a though. fun one. I yeah. want to. Anyway, that's off you topic. Just, you two just like child murders. That's all I'm learning here. Knives Out is not a child murder. Not besides Knives Out. The oh. show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. Um, I had fun with it. I Good. started episode four while I waited to record because I wanted to keep watching a little bit. Don't, so. Wow. Don't give us hope. My success you, rate. You've given us that false hope before. Where, yep. we are, where are we at with B-Stars? Uh, I I had the thought earlier today. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I, I, I it's an hour. It. I'll put it on the background just to, so I can say I can finish it. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take that. Yeah. So I, I, uh, well, you'll get an official update next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. there we have it. An unsuspecting. I'm very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, an unsuspecting right. yes. Yeah, like, you know, show adapted from game, I was like, don't have the highest hopes, but all right. But yeah, it was, this was fun. <laughs> Hooray. But yeah, it so, so what do we have going on next week? Next week, we got another listener recommendation. Uh, the show is called A Place Further Than the Universe, and it was recommended by, oh God, the just general disclaimer, sorry about any anyone's name I butcher. I'm not good at names if this podcast has taught us anything. <laughs> um, but it was recommended to us from Hate uh, Cosplay on Twitter. So thank you for the recommendation. Um, they told us it was basically laid back camp, but about space. And I was like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> perfect. You're perfect, done. Perfect. I'm already in. Let's do it. So it's going it, to uh, supposedly be a feel good uh, sort of slice of life romp like that before. So we'll see. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, if you, the listener, have a show you would like us to watch, you can send your recommendations to us at arewebetheryet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter at Twitter or Instagram at arewebetheryet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at Queen Period Weeaboo and on Twitter at Queen underscore Weeaboo and Queen underscore Weeaboo Art. You can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I'm recording in like uh, maybe an hour. It's podcast day for me. Woo! (laughs) Party time. 
Thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song, Stories Off the Album Beats. You can find all of Louis' music at louiszong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. I'm a good person, I swear. We'll see about that at the trial. Objection! Ah, no!